0: There'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. <clears throat> On the top of page, it's of above, 96. That's six line, five lines down. We've just been talking about we left off with the question, how could, when it says by the Song of the Sea, as the Shirah HaZois, Zois refers to Malchus, and the Song of the Sea is similar to the Song of the Levites, which expresses the idea of going out of limitations, but how could this Song of Malchus go be referring to this, this idea of going out of limitations? Malchus is one of the ten Spheres, And like we said, the question, um, how could one of the... It's understood that when you, you when you're talking about regular creations, even angels, which have limitations to them, the song is going, of them going out of their limitations. However, Malkus, which is one of the ten spheres of the world of Atzilus, how could you say that that this level, this godly level, which experiences total nullification to godliness, how could it how could it have this idea of song? Which is the yearning to go out of its own existence and the actual leaving it of its own existence, seemingly its own limitations. There's no limitations to this level of Malchus. So we said that we started explaining the idea of what's the idea of Chayei and Garmayi? Chayei is the the godly energy, and is the vessels through which that energy is expressed. So Chachma and Chesed, these specific definitions, only apply through the vessels, the channels. And the light is totally simple without any definition to it. So he said that the vessels are like the bodies and the the light with the enclosed in the vessel is like the soul. And when the, when the it says that when the light is removed from the vessels, the vessels remain like a body without a soul. So it's similar to the time of sleep when the soul is removed, a part of the soul is removed from the body. Nevertheless, there remains a trace, a small amount of, of vitality of the soul within the body so too in godliness that when the godly energy is removed from the vessels nevertheless it still remains like a body um at the time of sleep which are a little bit of the life of the soul is still in the body and that is the the level of the, the vessels not the level of the lights not the level of the shem's energy the light is always has a it's a revelation of light it's always revealed but for the vessels from the perspective of the vessels there can be this idea of the removal of the light, and only a trace, a very minuscule, minus, um, minuscule amount remains in the vessel, uh, like when a person is sleeping. So, usually, the faculties of sight and hearing are are being vit- are being enlivened by the soul and be- are are working. By the time of sleep, all this is just the in the state of of concealment, because the the light of the soul has been re- removed from these faculties. So to above, that means that when there's a time that when, the, when the light of Hashem doesn't shine in a revealed way within the vessels, just the minuscule amount of that light, that is just affecting, that's affecting the garmui, the, the vessels. Nevertheless, it's, that's all coming from the light which encloses in the, in, the, in the vessels, as it's understood from the analogy of the trace of life force which is left over when a person is sleeping, that is from the, that is from the essential life and life force of the soul. That when a person was awake, that was shining within him and then when he sleeps, there's a trace of that very same life force. So to above, that the trace of life which is left in the vessels is from the essential light which is shining into the vessels before it was removed from them. And now there's just a trace of that essential light. And because everything, anything which is the, the general rule is anything which is holy never is totally uprooted from its place um, never totally uprooted from this place. And that's where we're, starting, where we're starting from. Like it says in the verse, I have made desolate your sanctuaries. And it says, it brings in about this verse in the Mishnah of the tractate Megillah. They are holy. Like it says, And it uses the word sanctuary, so it just has the word holy in it mean, they are holy, even though they are desolate. The basic knessis mikdash The shuls, the the synagogues, are called mikdash mat, the small sanctuary, compared to the sanctuary of the compared to the base of mikdash, the great sanctuary. Like it says in the verse, "I will be for them a small sanctuary," referring to the synagogues. Therefore, even when they are desolate. they are still, still, their holiness is still upon them. So this is the proof that the idea of something which is holy never is uprooted from its place. Even when it's destroyed, the holiness remains there, even if it's just a small amount. So similarly, even when the godly energy, the light, is removed from the vessels, it still remains a little bit of that light within the vessels. He named and in other places, explained the Mashiach the fact that the, the when the, the light of the vessels is removed from them, they, they remain just like a body without a soul. That's referring to the God, the energy which enlivens the vessel itself. Not the energy of Hashem, which encloses within that vessel, but the energy of Hashem, the light of Hashem, which gives life to the actual vessel which the source of this life force is from the the trace of light which is left after the first contraction of Hashem's infinite energy which that trace of light is what gives life to the actual vessels but here we're saying that this trace of light which is in the vessels is from the light which enclosed within the vessels not from the actual energy of the vessels and in truth we have to say that that there is also within the within the this energy which um, which is left over in the vessels from the light of Hashem which encloses within the vessels, not just the light which is actually the life force of the vessels. As it's known from the idea of the the hitting of the er makif of the infinite uh, transcendent light into the er the inner the inner um, more limited light two types of light, the light of Hashem, which is in, totally unlimited and therefore doesn't clothe in a revealed way, it's not felt within the creations or within the vessels, and then the light of Hashem, which is more contracted and and goes in an inner way within the vessels. <laughs> which this a concept, that it says in the Zohar that there's a hitting of the transcendent, infinite light into the erponimian, into the inner light means that the, even the, the unlimited energy of Hashem, the infinite energy of Hashem is, does not, is not drawn down how it is in itself, only through the Erepanimi, through the inner more contracted light. Anything, any relationship we have with the infinite light of Hashem only comes through its channeling through the limited uh, divine energy. And therefore, even the drawing down of the godly life force, which enlivens the vessel itself, comes about through the inner, more contracted light. So that's why we're saying here that even though the life force of the vessels, until now we've been explaining, we've been explaining comes from the light which encloses within the vessels, it's just now that that light, when that light is removed from the vessels, it only experiences a minuscule amount of that light, and that is the light life force of the vessels. But in other places, it explains that no, it's, that it comes from the light of the Rishimu, the leftover trace of light after the Timtum, which becomes the life force of the vessels, and that is the Irmakif, so that's the infinite light, which surely transcends being, uh, transcends being enclosed within the vessels. So now we can understand that these two concepts come together, that in order for that infinite transcendent light to enliven the vessels themselves, it has to come about. It comes comes through the inner contracted light, which is that was light we were talking about until now, which the which is mystical and just left the kistu the chayusa. And there, in the other place which we refer to a couple lines up, and that concept it's, it's explained. Which this comes about through the concealment of the light when we're talking about something spiritual we can't say it was totally removed that is not not shy to say when you're talking about spiritual uh, abstract ideas concepts which place the idea of place of being removed from one place to another doesn't apply to that when it says siluk, it really means that uh, removal. removal really means that it was concealed and therefore when that infinite transcendent light was concealed through that concealment is drawn down the source and the, the root of the vessel, of the life force of the vessel itself. Uh, and, and it's possible to say that this is also the, the intent here, that the light of Hashem, which enclodes within in an inner way, in an internal way within the vessels, is in a concealed state. That's what it means when it was removed from the vessel. It doesn't mean that it was actually removed. It means that it just was concealed. And therefore, Automatically, the revelation within the vessel is just in the state of a minuscule amount of that life force, allowing it to allowing that the vessel should not be overwhelmed by that revelation, and it should be able to exist as a vessel which is totally limited and, and brings definitions to the simple light. So there's a joining together of two of the two lights of the infinite light of Hashem, which is the source of the vessels through just being the, the trace of the infinite energy of Hashem before the tzimtzum, and also the inner light which encloses within vessels. But when, it conce- when it's concealed, and it's a concealed state, and there's a minuscule amount of that light that remains within the vessels. The same idea is understood from the Er the Mimer, which explains, the, the Mimer, which is titled connecting these two concepts of the light which is enclosed within the vessels and just when it removes, when it's removed just the trace of its left or the light, of Hashem, which is the Rishimu, which is the infinite light of Hashem, being the source of the vessels. These two concepts come together, like we said, the the Ermakiv hitting and coming together with the Erepanimi. So in a similar fashion, this is the revelation which is experienced, the revelation of godliness which is experienced in the level of Malchus, returning to this idea of Malchus, which we were speaking about before, that the Malchus also singing to transcend, to go out of its own limitations, to, to connect to the essence of Hashem. So a similar way is the revelation in Malchus, the similar way, meaning similar to the Ur, which is in the vessel when it is mystallic, just left over a trace of that light, the he Malchus, who became a to be, because Malchus the level of Malchus, the lowest of the ten spheres, is the source and the root of the creations of the limited worlds of the created worlds of Britycia. That's why it says Malcus <speaking archaeology> Mals your Malchus, your kingship, which is referring to the level of Malchus, is the source is the Malchus of all the worlds, the source of all the worlds so from this lowest sphere comes the life force which can be received by the lower created world and it says in the, in the um, Tanya, in the 20th chapter over there that him Hashem and his vessels are totally one to create through these vessels um, from nothing to something to bring about real creation so this is speaking about that Hashem is one with the level of Malchus his energy becomes one with the level of Malchus in order to create through Malchus these lower levels of lower worlds of Briyatirsiya, behind the which can only apply to Briyatirsiya, not So we see that the revelation of godliness within the level of Malchus is just in the level of of your vessels. It's only that level. That's why it says over here that Yuba Garmei Bahem he quotes, it only says, that the level of malchus is the ear of a garmei. it doesn't say anything about chayoi, your lights so the level of malchus only relates to the vessels the external more contracted divine energy from the level of chayoi, your 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 energy your lights the lights of the simple lights of hashem meaning the simple energy of hashem it's impossible that there should be creation of worlds from nothing to something of limited worlds being that the level of chayoi, your energy is a revelation of divine energy which, which totally has no definitions and no limitations. and therefore, that level of the chayoi, the light of Hashem, feels totally close to its source, and there would be no there, there would be no room for a feeling of self, or a feeling of own identity, for uh, limitations and definitions of the creations. The creation barim is explained another place. only from the level of malchus, who aysavus can come about the creation of worlds of limited worlds. of because it is the level of the vessels. Which is only experiences a more a trace of energy, a very contracted and minuscule amount of energy, and therefore feels far from divinity and can leave room for the um, world's feeling of their limitations and their definitions and their own feeling of their own identity. And now we're going to return to what this this idea of the song of Malchus. So, <laughs> in the de and this is the idea of the song. Of How can we apply song to Malchus that like we asked before? Song implies going out of limitations, and seemingly Malchus is not a creation that it should be limited by something. But now we're going to understand what is the song of Malchus. Being that Malchus only relates to the external vessels and the light, the minuscule light, which which encloses in those vessels, or which is the life force for those vessels, therefore Malchus is just related to level of Garmei, the vessels which are the limitations, the um, definition of the ten spheres So that, therefore, the song of Malchus is the idea of the Rotzi Va'aliyah, is the uh, the yearning and the ascending of Malchus to the level of Chayai, to the just pure light energy of Hashem, how it is totally above any definition. Taliyah, she Malchus, Mayor being that in the level of Malchus, the light, the pure light of Hashem doesn't, doesn't shine in a revealed way, it's only a minuscule, diminished light, which is a malchus, just the trace of light. The That's why malchus is in a state of yearning, of desire to ascend and to be absorbed in the pure light. And therefore, the, this yearning is in, the, is in the level of the, the root and the source of the light, how it is above being enclosed in the vessels, because Malchus in and of itself relates to the light, how it is already enclosed in the vessels, the minuscule light, the diminished light, and the ratzai, the yearning of Malchus, is to go above its own limited nature, its own limited light, which it usually relates to, and to be absorbed in the source of that light, how it is totally above relationship to the limited vessels. Now we can understand what it says, and it adds the actual word, zeus, which refers to Malchus. It's above the Song of the Levites. Because the Song of the Levites is, in the end, just the Song of the Creations. And it just expresses the desire to ascend to the hidden, higher, concealed worlds, but still in the realm of worlds, limited creations. But the Song of the Sea, which is the Song of Malchus, that the Song of the Sea, of the sea was after was after the splitting of the sea. which we said at the at the splitting of the sea, there was a illumination of the Ruach Khadum, the eastern wind, which refers to the Kadmain Shalam, basically revelation from Hashem's very essence which transcends even the hidden higher concealed worlds. and the song of Malchus at the at the Song of the Sea, which is the song we said is um the song was after the splitting of the sea, meaning after the revelation of the essence of Hashem, which caused the unification between the hidden, concealed worlds and the revealed worlds. And the song of the sea is the, uh, is the ascending and the yearning to be absorbed to get to that level, to the... Ruach Kodim, to the eastern wind, which, refer, which refers to the Kadmei the primordial one of the worlds, the essence of Hashem, which transcends both the hidden worlds and the concealed worlds. We need to be able to get up to that level which totally transcends limitation of worlds. And that is what the Shira Hazois, the Song of Malchus, is, is to get up above all of creation. So now, this is a, also the implication of another verse which expresses the same idea which we're talking about here. You are Hashem alone. You are the only master, you are the only thing which controls everything. That's a simple explanation. But now we're going to, to dissect the verse, each word. When it says you, that refers to the level of the Qayenim. Like the verse says, you are the kohen, the priest forever, which you see the word Ata used by, uh, connected to the kohen. So at refers to the level of the Qayyan, which we said before, refers to the level of drawing down godliness from above to below. That was their whole service to bring down from the eshalamayla, the supernal fire, to the. To the human fire down here into this world to bring down from the Almadis Gasset to the Almadis who and then the verse continues at who havayla v'decha who refers to when it says, you are so the who which really literally means he or is That refers to the level of the Levites, the Avad Levi like the verse implies. The and the Levi is the one that does the service and it says Avad Halevi It uses the word who, which is actually an extra word in that verse and as some of the commentaries note. So you see the Levites relate to the, the word who, which is the aspect of ascent. That was the whole idea of the Levim through their song is to cause the, the soul of the animal to be ascend, to ascend and to be absorbed in the supernal fire. But the verse continues, But when there is a revelation of the level of L'vadecho, how you are, you Hashem, how you are in it by yourself and how you transcend all of creation, all of creation doesn't exist compared to that level that sublime level, like similar to what the verse says, and Hashem will be exalted by Himself alone on that day when Mashiach comes. There will be a revelation and Hashem's of Hashem's essence, and therefore everything else will cease to feel itself its own separate identity. And at that, when that level is revealed, the level of Levadecho, Hashem's sublime essence, then there is a unification between those two levels of the Krayon and the Levi, of the drawing down and of the ascent. And this is the idea of the song, the song of the sea, which is the ascent to that sublime level of Hashem's essence, how it transcends all aspects of creation, the hidden and the revealed. And this is a level of self-effacement, of surrender of the ego, of bitl self-nullification, which is totally above the bitl which is experienced in the hidden, higher, concealed worlds. Now we're going to ask a question on that. Even though we explained before that the level of bitl which is experienced in the hidden, concealed worlds is the Bittlmancius, meaning when a person totally loses their feeling of their own identity, they lose the feeling of self altogether. So how can we get to a even higher level of bitl than that? Because the lower level of Bittol is B'tol yesh, where you're still in existence, you still feel your own identity, but you sub- submit that identity, you surrender that identity to Hashem. Here, you don't even feel your own identity anymore, seemingly. So what is the higher level B'tol than this, uh, B'tol of Amadiz Kasya? The explanation is, so, like the analogy of fish, that the only their vitality, their life force, is only when they are in their source, in the water. But, even though their whole life is, is their source, meaning their whole life force is how they are in their source, and that expresses that idea of total bitum tziyas, that their existence is only their, the whole existence is their life force in their source. They don't have a, a, a existence outside of their source. But nevertheless, when they are in their source, they are a, a separate existence, they are their own existence. As long as they are in their source, they are an existence, who that existence is totally dependent on their source. So therefore, we still see that there is, in a, at least a more, a very finite way, a fine way, a refined way, some type of an existence for for these fish, even though their whole existence is subsumed and absorbed, swallowed up in their source. But as long as they're in their source, they do have their own existence. And similarly in the analog. The, the angels, or the creations, how they exist in the hidden, concealed higher worlds, we explain that that refers to that their whole existence is the the godly light and energy which is within them they don't feel anything separate they don't feel their own separate existences they feel that their whole life is their source is the godliness which is enlivening them every moment is enlivening them every moment <laughs> the, the light and the the divine energy that is their existence <laughs> The strong line here that the, the feeling of that, their feeling that their whole life force is that godly energy, that itself is their existence, is their own identity. They're feeling, they have a feeling that their whole life force is godliness. But that feeling itself, the fact that they are feeling something, they're feeling that godliness is their whole life force, that itself expresses that their own identity. But the level of the song of Malchus, the song of the sea, this is referring to a, a much higher level of bittul, where there is no feeling of life force at all. A person stops feeling at all. There's no feeling even of godliness, even a feeling that their whole life is dependent on godliness. It's a feeling there is no feeling anymore. A person becomes totally absorbed the or these levels of godliness become totally absorbed in their source to the extent in which they don't feel anything. They don't feel themselves anymore at all. And in the supernal godly levels. The difference between these two levels of Bittl is the difference between what it says sometimes in the prayers. It says ayin, which means nothingness, and ephes, which means void, nothing. So ayin is nothing, and ephes is also another term which kind of expresses nothing, zero. Um, So what's the difference between these two terms? The the, the, ayin, when we say in the prayers, in the Shabbos, uh, blessings of Shema, there is nothing without you... that that, that implies that without you there is nothing but with you there is an existence as long as the level that sublime level is with you Hashem it does feel it does have its own existence and that refers to the level of the light the divine energy of Hashem that its whole its existence the fact that it exists is only when it is totally attached and cleaved to its source to the essence of Hashem and the whole idea of being attached to that divine source—it's totally attached to it—means that it's totally nullified. It doesn't have, it doesn't feel, it doesn't have its own existence except for the fact that it's connected to that source. So that is an expression of bitl, of losing of their own identity. But on the top of the next page, Salik component, But at least when it is attached to that source, it is an existence of light. At least it feels, it has a feeling that now my whole existence is dependent on my source. But that feeling that its whole existence is godliness is a feeling still so therefore it is mitzies. and this refers to the divine energy the light of Hashem when it is in a revealed state when it's revealed and it's, but it's still attached back to its source that is when it still has its own feeling of its own existence But when we're talking about the divine energy how it's totally absorbed back in its source before it's left out so to say before it's, um, become, it's extended out and become it's a revelation of that light then it's in the level of Nothing without you. shagam meaning even with Hashem. There is no existence at all because it's totally absorbed in its source to the extent which it doesn't feel its own separate existence at all. Even the feeling of that my whole existence is dependent on godliness, that feeling does not exist when the light is totally absorbed within its source. Okay, Mishibar, has explained another place. So this is the difference between the Bittl, how it is experienced in the Kadmeng Lalam in the Hashem, in His Essence, how it totally transcends worlds, and the Bitl how it is experienced in Natsilas, in the in the concealed higher worlds. That there is a Bittl B'mtzias in the concealed higher worlds, it's, it's, it's still, it still there's still a feeling that it's whole that it's whole the feeling is that it's whole existence is dependent on godliness but that is still a feeling which means that implies that there's still an existence which is feeling, and then there's the bitul which is in the uh, which is in the, Shlem, the essence of Hashem, and the source of all divine energy which when the, when it's totally absorbed in that source there is no feeling even even that highest feeling that my whole, the existence is dependent on godliness. And we can say that this is the whole idea of what it says and the and the, 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 um, the sages say about the, of Purim that a person should get to a level to, to the extent where she doesn't know the existence between Bordecham and uh, Mordechai. Blessed is Mordechai and cursed is Haman. You don't know the existence anymore. So what does it mean, yada"? He doesn't know. Meaning he does not feel himself at all. He has no feeling of self anymore. He loses the whole feeling of his own identity, as is explained in another place. So that is the level of the Bittl, how it is experienced within Hashem's essence and how the light is still absorbed, totally absorbed within its source and before it's become revealed in a revealed way. We'll stop there at the top of page. Tzadik Zion, 97, four lines from the top. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb and... If anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chesidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur, explanation on a Maimur from Tehrer Lekute Tehrer, almost every week. And there you'll also find an archive for all our other or older Maimurim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Toivim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter a partner in this uh, for this podcast please consider doing that it will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better and you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha and to do that please email, email me at RabbiGelb at gmail, and we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.